Hallelujah. 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 Glory be unto God in this place. Amen. In the majestic name of Jesus, let us go ahead and give God some praise in the church on tonight in the majestic name of Jesus. Glory, glory be unto the Lord, for he alone is worthy of our praise. He alone is to be magnified in this place. In the majestic name of Jesus, for he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end of all things. And there is absolutely nobody like our Lord. In the name of Jesus, glory, glory, glory. Glory be unto God in this place. Amen. In the name of Jesus, for he alone is worthy. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My God, I do want to welcome each and every last one of you in the church with us on tonight amen in the majestic name of jesus where we are shining the light um, of god's word in the church exposing the good the bad and the ugly so that we can line up with god's word and walk it out amen in the fullness of thereof in the name of Jesus glory 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 be unto the Lord I'm just excited about tonight as I'm just excited amen about what God is going to do in the church on tonight as he brings forth a word of power a word of activation a word of transformation amen right here in the church glory be unto God let us go into a word of prayer amen hallelujah thank you Jesus glory 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 be unto the Lord Father God we just bless your name we magnify you we glorify you we lift you on high in the name of Jesus as there is absolutely no one like you Lord you are the true living God the one and only king in this place and Lord God we surely acknowledge who you are in our very lives Father God we thank you for coming in this broadcast and having your way as we're committing it unto you your holy hands saturate this atmosphere god saturate this of airways oh god saturate the network so god the broadcasting systems in the majestic name of jesus with your holy presence on tonight god so that words of activation and penetration oh god can go forth in the atmosphere lord god wherever we may be around the world throughout the nation penetrating the hearts and the mind of man god so that we may line up with your very word almighty king so that we may walk in the power thereof 
lacking absolutely nothing perfect in Lord God in our entirety God and so we bless you in this place Lord God for touching our hearts and touching our minds and touching our souls on tonight oh God making us new again renewing us strengthening us oh God in the places where we are weak and building us back up God in those places and when we are torn down oh God restoring our health restoring our mind in the majestic name of Jesus so that we may walk oh God in the pureness of your truth the place of liberation the place of Lord God of freedom Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, where there is no boundaries. Glory to God, so that we may fulfill the purpose and the very callings that you have called out for our very lives in this place. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, glory, 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 glory be unto you father in jesus name amen amen and amen hallelujah thank you jesus again i want to welcome each and every last one of you in the church with us on tonight i am pastor deron shazorn with divine order restoration ministries international amen glory be unto god and it is such a privilege amen to have you in the church with me on tonight glory to god let us keep our co-host in prayer hallelujah as one is off in detroit taking care of amen um her son and the affairs with him glory to god we know amen that the healing virtue and the power of god is there with her and with them amen in the name of jesus as god is continuing to restore him amen um her son um, pastor sharon's son glory to god thank you jesus as well as amen our co-host apostle patrick allen that god continue to bring forth healing and strengthen amen glory to god the dynamic man of god as god just continue to work his healing power in their very lives so tonight tonight in the church we got a dynamic topic that we're going to talk about and and it is so vital it is so crucial that you got to get those that you know here in the church with us tonight right get them in the church with us on tonight by sharing this broadcast on your social media platforms amen on your social media platforms so that those that you know can get in on this powerful very powerful conversation um that we're having tonight in the church we're talking about the power of a rebuke right um so many times so many times you know amen glory to god thank you jesus that a rebuke is necessary right so many times um it is needed but it always go unnoticed it always go it always would find itself in a place or in a space where one is needed amen um, but it is never addressed um so many times we have just overlooked situations and circumstances because many you know 
don't feel or um, many may be intimidated by giving um, bringing forth correction uh, when correction needs to be brought forth but in these days and in these times we got to begin to operate in the power of a rebuke we know amen as we look in the text as we look in the word of God we see our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ bringing forth rebuke we see the prophets throughout the text bringing forth the rebukes we see the apostles throughout the text bringing forth a rebuke why because a rebuke is necessary to bring forth correction to bring forth the order of God that needs to manifest we are living in chaotic times we are living in critical situations oh my god we are living my god we are living in a time, my God, that if like never before, the correction of the Lord needs to come forth in the houses of God. We ain't even made it out to the street corners. We got to get it right in the house first. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Because if we correct it in the house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. As the people leave from the four corners of the church. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, that they will get it in order. Amen. That their lifestyles. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Will reflect the word of God. Will reflect the word of truth. The times are so critical. And the times that we're in right now are so vital for the survival of individuals. Their survival. Amen. For their survival. It is such a critical time. Too many people are, are, are spiritually dead, emotionally dead, psychologically dead, and surely too many are physically dying amen um um before their time and um my god my god hallelujah in error when if someone would have rebuked or if someone amen would have been a friend if someone would have just loved them enough to tell them the truth their lives could have been spared their lives could have changed their lives could have went down a whole different path amen rebuke is all about love and we're gonna deal with it we're gonna dive in the text and we're gonna you know just talk about it from a to z to bring forth a clarity and an understanding all the way from giving a rebuke to accepting a rebuke amen because so many times you know we we don't we're not receptible we're not receptive to being corrected being corrected we don't know everything right um and sometimes even in the things that we do know we can find ourselves um going astray or going in the wrong path even in the things in which we do know and that is just a fact it's just been that way throughout just throughout history right and so we're not obsolete from it we're not obsolete from it and so we have to 
understand that as well. And so it's okay if we find ourselves in places where we have to be corrected. It's okay. Um, it, it is okay. Um, so many times we don't like to be corrected, but correction is for our benefit. It is for our good. And when we begin to see it in that manner and understand it from that perspective, we will begin to have a healthier outlook, a healthier perception of, of, of being rece- uh, receiving, receptible to amen rebukes, right? So that's what we're all about tonight. That's what we're dealing with tonight. We're just exposing, exposing, amen, encouraging and empowering um, those in the word of truth on tonight, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So let us just dive in um, into this episode on tonight. Remember to go ahead and share this this broadcast on your social media platform so that those that you um, that you know so that they can get in on this powerful very critical conversation um, one that is much needed in the body of Christ in the body of Christ amen in the majestic name of Jesus I get to put on my teachers hat on tonight and teach and preach all at the same time amen glory to God thank you Jesus I'm just excited about it I'm excited about it so let us dive in this word of truth on tonight okay so um what is a rebuke right i want to start here because i want to make sure that we start with foundational information that we build upon that we build upon so that we can see the very vitalness of this one powerful word and how it is exposed right in the word of God so a rebuke is is to criticize sharply to correct or criticism for a fault for fault right that is how um, this word is is expressed, amen, in, in our dictionary. It is also um, an expressed sharp disapproval of criticism of someone because of their behavior or action. Their behavior or actions. Now, we're going to... We're going to deal with a lot of different myths or a lot of different things that you probably hear in the church when it comes to repukes and things of that nature. Amen. We're going to deal with a lot of those. We're going to expose a lot of those myths. We're going to expose, you know, a, a lot of those things that we would hear through the word of truth. Because it, if it is not the word of truth in which you are standing on, if it's not the word of truth in which one is saying, we got to always bring them back to the word. Because what's important is the word of God. Amen. Glory to God. It ain't our titles. It ain't, it ain't our positions. It ain't our feelings and things of that nature. It is always the word of God. So this rebuke, amen, it is a, it's an expression. That which one would express sharp disapproval or criticism of someone because of their behavior or action. So why is a rebuke necessary, right? We're going to start in the text, 2 Timothy, verse 3, 16 through 17. All scriptures is God-breathed and it's useful for teaching, rebuking. Somebody say rebuking right there in the word. All scripture 
is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Wow. Powerful. It says a whole lot right there. We can preach and teach right there all night. Right? Uh, uh, Right there all night. First of all, we must understand that even when we are rebuking, amen, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, we always bring them back to the text saying, this is what thus says the Lord. Right? This is what God says about this particular matter, about this particular subject, amen, so that they won't think that we're just pulling, um, we're just pulling things out of the air, right, so we're always bringing forth the rebuke, amen, according to the word of God, and, and I love it, I want to break down the scripture and pull some things out and all of that good stuff, said, and, and just deal with the rebuke, I don't want us to read it this way for one second as we're just dealing with rebukes all scriptures is God breathed and is useful for rebuking um, in righteousness rebuking in righteousness amen, bringing forth that criticism or showing disapproval showing disapproval of an action uh, so that we can show them in the word of God so they can be trained in the word of God the righteous way the godly way to behave the godly way to do a thing and it says it's very important it said why you know um these this rebuking and correcting and training is is profitable right it's profitable for man right it said, why? So that they can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So when things are taking place and things are happening around us in our space, they're happening at church or they're happening in the lives of those that we know, our neighbors, that, that God, the people that God has just placed us before, when we don't bring forth a rebuke, when we don't bring forth, amen, a word of rebuke or word of correction, Guess what? We are hindering their growth and development. Rebukes are necessary for the growth and development of man in the work, in the good work that God has called forth in their lives. See, when one is not taught and trained or corrected in righteousness, in the word of God, it hinders their capacity to move in the fullness that God has called forth in their lives. Why? Because if they're never corrected, they'll always think that those particular behaviors are correct and they will continue to operate that way even though it displeased God. Why? Because no one never called them on the carpet on it. No one never led them into the truth of God's word. And we are doing our brothers, our sisters, our leaders. We are doing them a disjustice when we do not come and have conversation with them about the about error. Right? We're looking at the word of God. We're, we're in the word of God. Second Timothy 4, um, chapter 4, verse 2 through 5. It says, preach the word. Be prepared in and out of season. 
um, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Wow, Paul is just giving Timothy a very powerful um, set of instructions and lesson. Amen. As the apostle uh, was training, you know, was uh, Timothy's trainer, teacher, instructor. Amen. In the ministry that God had called forth in him. He told him, look, you got to always be prepared in and out of season. Right? In and out of season. To bring forth and rebuke. When things happen, they arise. You need to be ready and prepared to bring forth the word of God, the word of correction. Amen. Into the life of whoever needs it. And I love it because he gave some other powerful attributes when uh, about this. He said with patience. He said with, hold on, I'm sorry, he, not just with any type of patience. He said with great patience and with careful instructions. And, and, and I love the attributes that he leaves here, that, that Paul instru- Apostle Paul instructs um, Timothy here in the text. He just tells them, even in your rebuke. In other words, I just believe he was saying to them, look, when you're, even when you're rebuking those, you know who you have to rebuke, be patient with them. Because everybody ain't going to receive it. Everybody ain't going to understand it. And some people just ain't even going to believe, you know, what it is that it's saying. But still, be patient with them. And also, guess what? They may not follow. You they may you may give them that word of correction. You may take them to the text and show them what thus says the Lord, give them scripture so they can even go study and look at it for themselves. And they still may not fall in line with the word of God. But that's okay because one thing you can say for sure, you've done your job. You've done what it is. You've discharged the duties of your ministry. You've discharged the duties of the work that God has called for for you to do. To help equip those that are around us for every good work. Right? He also said, and careful instructions. And we're going to talk about as we go through this text. As we go through the text. What what does those careful instructions look like because we got to make sure that even in our rebukes even when bringing forth correction that it is brought that 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 one can still feel the love of god hear the love of god even in the midst of correction you know sometimes it says not what you say it's how you say it and so we got to be a people and that's why he had to tell him he's telling him he said and careful instruct with great patience and careful instructions when you are giving it, 
Give it through, give it through the spirit of God and not your flesh. Make sure that it is, it is coming through, amen, the spirit of the Lord when you are giving it. I know sometimes for me, sometimes when I see things, oh Lord, or sometimes when things happen, amen, glory to God, thank you Jesus. I, I have to make sure, amen, um, glory to God, that I don't give correction out of my emotions. Out of my disappointments and things of that nature, I have to make sure that it's coming straight out of the spirit of the Lord. I have to make sure, and as we said, that when you talking about those careful instructions, that is coming. It, that 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 thing is coming. It's being birthed up right out of the spirit of God. Why? It's very vital and important that as you're speaking, as you're ministering, as you're bringing forth that word of correction, that word of rebuke, that. They hear the spirit of God it, as it is coming forth out of your mouth. As it is the Lord himself speaking unto them from the throne. Amen. From the throne. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. He also was giving Timothy that encouragement as I want to even give um, you guys encouragement on tonight. That even when we bring forth correction or we bring them forth rebukes unto people amen me everybody want to hear the encouraging words but nobody want to hear the word of rebuke or the word of correction you know everybody want to shy away from those but we got to bring them forth why so that mankind could be equipped for every good work for every good work amen and but we got to understand there are going to be some that we encounter that just don't want to put up with sound doctrines that's okay we still got to say what thus says the lord we still got to say what thus says the lord amen in the name of jesus they ain't gonna want to deal with it they ain't gonna want to put up um with they want to want to hear the truth they're gonna turn their ears away from truth and turn aside to myths that's okay you still do your duty. That's what he was telling Timothy. It's okay. Even when you're around them, those kinds of people, you still have to do the work that you have been called to do in spite of keep your head. He told him to keep his head in all situations. Endure hardship. Because will they persecute you? Will they try to scorn you? Will they try to do so many things? Yes, they will. But that's okay. You stand in the truth of God's word because you know, amen, as God's vessel, that he's using you. He's using you to help. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. To help, to help, to help. Equip. Amen. That man, that woman, that individual... For the good work that God has called forth in them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Let's dive further into this word called rebuke. So let's talk about who has the authority to rebuke. This is a major in the church, right? This is so major. Uh, you will hear all type of things. I, I, I've heard all type of things. And I'm like, who that is just not the word of God, right? It is not the word of God. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. One would tell you, hey, you know, no one can't uh, rebuke the pastor. You know, that's not the truth. That's not what thus says the Lord. That's not what the word of God says. You know, um, you'll have some people that would say, hey, 
because we don't hold the same title. You don't have the authority to rebuke me. That ain't what the God, word of God said. Amen. And even as we look in the word of God and we see where rebukes came forth. Um, amen. Titles didn't have anything to do with it. It was just a willing vessel that God used to send forth the rebuke. And I'm going to talk about it in a moment. I'm going to take you to text. Amen. I want to remind you in the word of God where rebukes had to go forth. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And it didn't have anything to do with titles and things of that nature. Amen. Glory to God. So don't let nobody deceive you in that. So the word of God says this. Who has the authority to rebuke? Right. We can look at Proverbs. 28 and 23 i encourage you to get your pen and paper because i'm gonna give you a lot of text on tonight amen uh glory to god thank you jesus um hallelujah um proverbs 28 and 23 it says this it said he who rebukes a man will in the end gain more favor than he who has a flattering tongue It didn't give a specific title. Um, Amen. In the text. We even go to Proverbs 24 and 25. It says, but it will go well with those who convict the guilty and rich and rich blessings will come to them. It will go well with those who would give a rebuke and the guilty Amen. We hear heed to the word of the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. It said they'll receive a rich blessing. It's going to go well with them. Proverbs 17 and 10 said a rebuke impresses a man of discernment more than a hundred lashes of a fool. It helps the wise more than a rod helps a fool. That's powerful. The rebuke, a rebuke. Say impresses the man of discernment more. It, it helps more. It helps a wise man more than a rod helps a fool. And so it, again, it didn't give. It didn't. It's it, in the text, and even as we go through the text, and we talk about all these different things as it deals with rebuke, we're gonna hear. We're not gonna see a specific status attribute connected with. Amen. Um, with 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 the rebuke, we're not going to uh, a, a specific social status attached with who can give a rebuke, right? It's uh, anyone that is a child of God who are willing to hear the voice of God and move in what thus says the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Has the authority to bring forth a rebuke. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Failure to rebuke. Because we got to talk about it. What happens? When we fail to give a rebuke. This is very vital for mankind to know. When we fail to give a rebuke, we hurt. We injure those who we don't release the word to in the in the book 
of. Amen. Glory to God. I'll come back. In the book of um, 1 Samuel, um, chapter 3. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We will find in the word of God. The word of the Lord says this. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears of it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from the beginning to the end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sins he knew about. His sons made themselves contemptible and he failed to restrain them or he failed to rebuke them. So here we got God talking to the prophet Samuel. And he's talking to him about the priest Eli. And what he's telling him, he said, look, you know, he's already talked to Eli about his sons. I told him to rebuke his children and he wouldn't rebuke them. And I gave him specific instructions of what was going to take place, even in his family lineage, because if he did not rebuke them and he failed to rebuke them. And because of that, it caused Eli's sons their lives. Not only did it cause Eli's sons their lives, it caused Eli's family lineage. It caused the death of them because he would not rebuke them. So when we fail to rebuke, individuals were causing them harm. We're putting them, we are, uh, we are, we are, we're keeping them in a place of danger. When if we would have taken the time to sit down and bring forth the word of correction, showing them in the word of the Lord, telling them this is what thus says the Lord. Amen. It could have changed their path, which could have changed their outcome. And we have to be a people who are sensitive enough. To understand that a rebuke is necessary. That a rebuke is for one's good. It's not to harm them, but it's for their good. Amen. Just like a rebuke is not to harm us, it is for our good. So the text tells us we're going to talk about who to rebuke. Who can we, who, who can, who to rebuke. Amen. What can we rebuke? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You know, earlier I talked about who has the authority to rebuke. Before I go into who to rebuke, we're, we will find in the text. You can find um, in the book of First um, Chronicles. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You can find the prophet Nathan. The prophet Nathan. You can find him... And you can also find it in the book of Kings, if I'm not mistaken. But um, you can find him rebuking King David, right? We find the prophet hearing the word of the Lord, God giving him insight. We find him moving in the instructions of God and going, telling King David what thus says the Lord. And he rebuked David for 
um, having an affair, committing adultery with Bathsheba. He rebuked David for murdering Uriah. He, he, he rebuked him for those things. And he told him what thus says the Lord. And we can find out, amen, even when he rebuked David and God gave him specific instructions on things that was going to take place and that the sword was going to be in David's household, that the um, the, the baby that Bathsheba was carrying, that it was going to die and that his, his son, amen, um, was someone from his household was going to sleep, right, with his concubine and things of that nature. You know, even as he was rolling, he was giving David the word of the Lord, right? It caused David's heart to change. Remember, in Proverbs 24 and 25, we talked about it will go well with those who convict the guilty. And rich blessings will come upon them. Now, David could have killed Nathan. Why? Because David was the king and he held all authority positionally, amen, in the earth, right? He held the authority and he could have had him killed. But instead, David became convicted in his heart. Of the guilt that he had done from committing adultery, plotting a murder, having Uriah killed, along with those others that was killed because Uriah wasn't the only one killed, but his target was Uriah. Um, unfortunately, other people became casualty because Uriah was the target. So, but when he got that word of, amen, that of rebuke, that word of correction. David got convicted in his heart. And David went before the Lord. David went before the Lord. David repented. Right? David repented before God. Because he knew that he was guilty of such things. He knew that he was wrong. He knew that he had no business doing any one of those things that he had done. He knew that at, at lust. When when lust first creeped in, he knew that he should have dealt with it right then and there. You also find, um, amen, <laughs> Joab, right? David's, um, go down about five more chapters in the word of the Lord. Amen. You'll find Joab. We got David, King David, getting rebuked again. We got King David in a place where his son, um, Absalom, was trying to murder him. He was trying to take over the kingdom. He had did a revolt against the kingdom. And so even when David's army, he released his army to go and attack, you know, he didn't want his son to die. But in spite of what he, what he told the army, you know, Joab killed him anyway, right? And because of this, you know, that was son's David. I mean, that was David's son. Because of that, he still had a sorrow in his heart because his son had died. And so when when the troops came back and, and and David was in a place of mourning, it was like a slap in the face to the to the troops. 
And so the text tells us that, look, they, they snuck back in the city when it should have been a time where there was a big celebration. Why? Because they had conquered, defeated the enemy. They had conquered, defeated the foe. They had conquered and defeated the one that was trying to take over the kingdom. So it should have been a time of celebration. But because the king was mourning, because it was his son, they couldn't celebrate right and so they couldn't celebrate and it was a sign of really disrespect to the army because they had just saved king david's life and he should have been there at the gate waiting to celebrate them and so joab had to go before the king and he had to go where he was in his place of his mourning and he had to go and get king david and put king david in order in order right he had to tell him look you need to get up and you need to go out there and address the men who have who have fought for you who have put their lives on the line so that your life can be saved and you need to go and greet these men so that So that they can know that they appreciate it. Otherwise, he told them, if you wait until the morning, ain't nobody going to be left here with you. Because they're going to leave you because of the way you're making them feel right now. And so, David had to get up from his place of mourning. He had to accept that rebuke for what it was. Because it was absolutely correct. He was in error. He was out of line. Again. And so he had to take it for what it was. And he had to go. And put himself. Amen. And, 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 and put himself in the king's position. And do what was right by those. That had put their lives on the line for him. We know in the book. Jesus rebuked. Who? Peter. Right. He rebuked Peter. So I just wanted to bring that out before I go into text and tell you who we can rebuke and what we can rebuke. I just want you to bring it to text and just look at a few examples of rebukes going forth in the word of God, right? Um, According to God, thank you, Jesus. Um, So who can we rebuke? According to Luke 17 and 3, we can rebuke a brother, right? Um, The word tells us, so watch yourself. If your brother sin, rebuke him. And if he repent, Forgive him. So we can rebuke our brothers. We can rebuke our neighbors according to Leviticus 19 and 17. It said, do not hate your brother in your heart. Rebuke your neighbors frankly. So you would not share in his guilt. Oh, somebody need to catch that. He said, that rebuke your neighbor now I, th- I think we dealt with this here you know your neighbor is anyone that God puts before you right your neighbor is anyone that God puts before you God puts you in the midst of that's who your neighbor is so he says you know rebuke them frankly so you will not share in his guilt So, in other words, what this particular text is telling us in the book of Leviticus is this. If somebody is before us, this is, oh, Lord. If somebody is before us 
and they do something wrong and we don't correct them, we share in their guilt. We share in their wrong. Why? Because we have just literally given them a stamp of approval. We have just said that it was okay to do. And it said we share. God is saying, look, you're you going to share in that thing. Why? Because you didn't bring forth the word of correction. You did not bring forth the word of truth. Because of your silence, you you co-signed it. And because you co-signed it, oh, you're going to share in the guilt of it. You're going to share in the guilt of it. Mm. And what does that mean for you sharing in the guilt of it? He said, so you got to rebuke them so you will not share in the guilt of it. And so we don't rebuke them. That means we're going to share in the guilt. There's some things that God going to hold us responsible and accountable for. Because he said, you just agreed with that. Why? Because you didn't open your mouth. You didn't pull nobody to the side. You didn't have that much needed conversation. So you co-signed on it. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So let's look at other things that we can rebuke. Amen. Outside of people. Rebukes are so powerful. It's extended beyond people. Right? We can rebuke our situations and circumstances in our lives. In Matthew 8 and 26. We find, we see Jesus rebuking the waves. We remember in the story where um, the disciples and Jesus was on the boat. Jesus was down um, at the bottom of the boat and he was asleep. And while he was there asleep, you know, the waves began to get heavy. Um, the disciples, they got afraid. They Fear gripped them, and they found themselves, I mean, running down to Jesus and and waking him up, trying to figure out why he sleep while the turmoil of the waves was going on. And they went and woke him up, and you know they was telling him about it. And that's when he addressed them, "Hey!" And Matthew eight and twenty says, "He, hey, you a little faith? Why are you afraid?" And then he got up and he went and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it, and it came completely calm when he rebuked them so we can rebuke situations and circumstances in our lives and cause the peace of God amen to come forth and manifest we have the power to rebuke demons right we have that power we have that authority according to Matthew 17 and 18 Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed from that moment. We have the power. You got to stand in the faith to operate in that power. Amen. And that's no matter what, who we rebuking or what we're rebuking, what level. Amen. Faith, faith, faith comes all with it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's a whole nother conversation. Hallelujah. But we do have the power on the inside of us to rebuke demons and and they will flee. Over in the book of John. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, Jesus released the same authority that God has given unto him, unto us. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So we have the power to rebuke demons um, as well. Um, Luke 4 and 39 tells us that we have 
the power to rebuke sickness and disease. The woman that was sick over in the book of Luke chapter 4, right? I'm sick with fever. And we find in the text around the 39th chapter, I mean, 39th verse of chapter 4, where Jesus bent over, and I believe it's Peter's mom, if I'm not mistaken. Jesus um, bends over and he began to rebuke the fever. And the text tells us, amen, the word of God tells us that the fever left her and she got up immediately. She got up immediately and began to serve Jesus. She began to serve him immediately. It was Simon's mother. Amen. Glory to God. We have the power to rebuke the arrogant. Psalms 119 and 21 says this. It says, you rebuke the arrogant who are cursed and who stray from your commands. Amen. So we also have the power to rebuke the arrogance. Like, you know, I we I spoke about how Jesus rebuked, you know, Peter, right? Um, you know, he had to tell Peter, look, Peter, you know, you know, we know God Jesus loved Peter, right? Um, that was his boy. And so, um, you know, even though he was his boy, you know, Sometimes, every now and then, you know, Peter would just, ah, a little beyond himself. Right? And because of that, um, you know, that arrogance will rise up. You know, he was trying to tell Jesus. Uh, you know, Jesus was telling them about, hey, look, I got to die and, you know, and everything. And he was like, wait a minute. He was trying to rebuke Jesus. right? <laughs> and so Jesus had to tell him, wait. Jesus said, look, Satan, he knew that, you know, it wasn't Peter operating. He knew that the spirit of Satan was upon Peter, right? The enemy. Um, that's something else we got to recognize when people are doing things. It's not the people, it's the spirit that's upon them. So he knew that the enemy was on him and that the enemy was operating. And he was like, wait a minute, you ain't got the mind of God. He said, I rebuke you, you know, Peter. No, he said, I rebuke you, Satan. He didn't even call him Peter at that particular point. He wouldn't even call him Peter. He said, I rebuke you, Satan. And he called that thing what it was. He called, you know, the, the enemy what it was at his name because he knew who it was that was operating at, in Peter. He knew it wasn't Peter at operation at that time. And so he called out exactly who it was operating in Peter. He said, look, I rebuke you, Peter. You know, you don't have the mind 
of God. Right? You don't have the mind of God. And so he had to rebuke him. Because that spirit was upon him. Amen. The the, the spirit of, of the enemy and, and, and everything. And so he had to rebuke him. He said, get behind me. Just like that. Just like that. And so we got to understand that rebuke is very, very important. Very powerful. And, you know, as we just continue to dive into the text, dive into the word of God, we're going to begin to see even more of the unfolding of God's word. And why it is so why um, it is we have to bring forth the word of correction. Why we have to bring forth this word of correction in the lives of God's people. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, G. So let's talk about this. Um, we're going to shift gears just a little bit. We're still dealing with rebukes. But let's talk about why, why, why we don't want to hear a word of rebuke. You know, rebuke, again, you know, is something that is much needed. But many don't want to give it and and people surely don't want to receive it right um proverbs 13 and 1 tells us that a wise son heeds his father's instructions but a mocker does not listen to a rebuke we don't we don't want to hear it because why we want to always be right you know that's something about that arrogance on the inside of us where we just want to stay in a position or a posture of being right, or what we're doing is just, you know, it's on point and things of that nature. We don't want to hear nothing about I'm doing wrong. I, I can't possibly, you know, be wrong. But even in our times when when we don't think or, you know, we don't believe, I, I tell people this all the time, look, if, if you... Even if you don't want to agree with it right now, I just take it with you. Take it with you for a moment. Go sit down and talk about it. And we're going to deal with this as well. Amen. A, a little bit farther in, in this lesson on tonight. On how to take a rebuke and process it. How to take it and process it. When we don't want to hear it. The value. Let's the value, the value, the value. Again, um, a rebuke is one of the most precious things that we can ever give, you know, to anybody. Because it help it it can help save save somebody's life. And, and and that's what we're here for, right? To help somebody be saved. And that thing comes through correction. Right, even you know, from the pulpit to the back door, from the pulpit to the back door. I mean, we have many leaders that are in error, that move in error, operate in error, just do the wrong thing. Amen. And, and we just have to do. I remember one time we was in a we was actually in a Bible study. I mean, not Bible study, but Sunday school or something. And Lord Jesus, um, you know, teacher just 
not teaching the word of God. And, uh, you know, teaching some word of God, but the teacher said some stuff that just went left. And it was just straight out of, it was something they heard from somebody else. And it, it was just... And I was, I promise, I, I, I didn't want to get a rebuke. I was like, ooh, you know, because it was not only, I wasn't the only leader in there. There were just so many other leaders in there as well. And, you know, um, a lot, it was many pastors in there, many apostles. We had bishops in there, you know, um, teachers. I mean, it was just, it, everybody was in there. And so I'm like, <laughs> okay, somebody else going to do it. And so it wasn't going forth. And then the people, they was asking questions. And I'm like, oh, my God. And um, as they was continuing to ask questions, and they were staying in that same watch time, and it just seemed like every time it would just push a button on the end. I was trying to get out of the sanctuary. And I couldn't get out of the sanctuary fast enough. I just had to raise my hand and I just had to say, let us go into the word. I mean, when I say it, it was just a bother. It was bothering me so bad. Um, you know, and sometimes I just tell God, God, you know, I just can't deal with going in places. I can't deal with going in places and, you know, and, uh, and things and, stuff is just not right uh because i'm gonna be raising my hand i said lord i don't want to interrupt your services <laughs> i want to interrupt um be the interrupter of things but my god you know help me jesus it was just like a it was just it was just not a, a very good thing i was going forth and so you know i was like Okay, let us just go to the Word of God. I was like, look, y'all, I'm so sorry, but um, we just got to do this. Let us just go through the Word of God and just begin to just walk through this Word of God. And to this day, that you know, amen, um, um, the teacher was very, 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 was very, very thankful. You know, love, love me to pieces. Love me to pieces. Because, you know, because... I, I I brought forth correction. I brought forth, I showed the truth. I mean, because even then with bringing, I said, we just want to make sure that nobody leaves out of this place um, with error, teaching error, living error, operating in error, because they've heard error. So, Let's bring it to the word of God. Let's show it in the text. Let's walk it. Let's walk through this so that um, this error won't matriculate out of here and pass on to people's houses, to other churches and things of that nature. When it is because I mean, because they they heard it, what they got was wrong. I said in in the mere fact, I said, you got it wrong. You heard it, and you're you're repeating it, and um and it and and so it's been traveling from one place to the next to the next because you weren't the only you ain't the only person that's heard it. Other people have heard the same thing. Other people were probably even contesting to what you said, even though it was wrong because it was something else that they heard that nobody corrected, nobody who knew better corrected. Neither did nobody go back and do the research. 
in the word of truth to see if what they heard was actual truth. And it's too many living off or going by things that are not truth. Which is causing them to live in error. Um, and nobody wants to bring forth the word of truth. Amen. Nobody wants to bring forth the correction. Nobody wants to bring forth the root. The, the, um, nobody wants to bring forth the rebuke. Therefore, we're hurting, you know, hurting the lives of other people. And, hey, we have to, um, as we hear in the word of God, um, amen, when we don't bring forth the rebuke, then we are partakers. Amen. We become partakers in the guilt of that thing. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so happy, so glad that, you know, the spirit of the Lord, he was like, uh-uh, you ain't leaving out of here um, without doing it. He he just bothered me like that. Um Amen. You know, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but, amen, as we're learning the value, the value, the value of a rebuke, the word says this. I'm going to give you some more text. Hallelujah, because I love the word of the Lord. Um, the value in a rebuke is what we're going to talk about right now. The, the value of the, a rebuke, according to Proverbs 19 and 25, it says, A flogger, I mean, flogger man, and the simple will learn prudence. Rebuke a discerning man, and he will gain knowledge. So, a value in the rebuke is the gaining of knowledge. The word says that my people perish because of the lack of knowledge. And so, when people come into the knowledge of the truth of God's word, it brings forth life in them that it will cause them to no longer perish because of the lack of it, but bringing forth the knowledge in those who will receive it and take it. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Those who would buy it, the word of God said, buy the truth and do not sell it. Gaining wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Those who would buy the absolute truth, it would bring forth life unto them. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Proverbs 27, starting at verse 5 through 6. It said, better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but the enemy multiplies kisses. You know, we're as the body of Christ, as believers, we're supposed to love our brothers, right? Love our brothers, love our sisters. We have this agape love for one another. And remember I told you that rebuke is, is nothing but, you know, the love for your brother, your neighbor, your sister, amen, and for those that God has put you in the company of. If we genuinely love, right, anybody, we will not be afraid to tell them about their faults or correct them. What the text is telling us, it's an open love, I mean an open rebuke, is better than hidden love. It's saying that um, our capacity to correct a person's 
correcting individuals that are uh, that is wrong or correct one that is in fault is an evidence it is proof that we love that person it is proof it is the evidence to show that yes we do truly love you why because we want you to live we want you to live and not die amen grace god we want you to walk this thing right so that you won't have to deal with the consequences of the lord we don't want you to die right here in this mess but when we fail to correct somebody When we fail to correct somebody, it is also evidence that we really don't love them. That the love of God is not really in us. Because think about it. God chastises us, right? Because those who he love. And he he brings us to those places and points of rebuke. Why? Because he wants us to live. He wants to bring correction in our lives. So that we can live. (coughs) And God desire. Amen. For us to live and not die. And so that should be our same desire. For our friends. For even those who we don't know. Even those who we don't know. And especially those who and especially those who we know. Amen. If for some reason sometimes that those are those be the hardest those those be the hardest people. Of the, we have the hardest time bringing forth rebuke in their lives. When it really should be the easiest. But sometimes we we have the hardest and so we're not really true friends to them if we are covering up, you know, that we're, we're, we're covering up their faults. We're not dealing with them, showing them the truth. We're just like the enemy. Why? Because we're allowing them to go down a path that isn't conducive for where God needs for them to be, of going down a place, a path that consistently caused them to be hurt, harmed, and in danger. Consistently hurt, harmed, and in danger. Because we were not giving them the truth. Of God's word. It's vital and valuable. For us. Amen. To, to bring forth correction. Because we bring forth. Amen. The rebuke. Or the, the place of correction. Not to hurt them, but to help them. Them being corrected, it may feel like it hurt. It, it it may. But guess what? It said wounds from a friend can be trusted. And at least we know, hey, that you love me enough to tell me the truth. No matter how much it hurt me to know this truth. But at least you love me enough to share it with me. 
so that I will no longer bring danger or operate in danger in my own life. In danger in my own life as well as the lives of others. We know the text tells us that faithful, it's that faithful or the wounds of a friend, they can be trusted. And, and we'll value each other more when you can just tell me the truth. Amen. I, I don't want friends around me that just agree with everything that I do. Mm-mm. No, when I'm wrong, I need some people around me to, hey, that's going to put me in place, going to put me in order, going to tell me the business. Right, ain't sugarcoating nothing. This is what it is. They already know, and you know, and those that are in my circle, those that are in my space, Amen. Um, they they are very much aware. Hey, cause I'm just not always correct. Sometimes my flesh will show up, and that thing have to be put in order. They have to be checked. <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. And amen, and and glory to God. And I've all I have great respect for those who have been who at the heart of God to come and check me in my mess, to come and put me in order, to come and say, "This is what thus says the Lord." Who will come and rebuke me? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, because I'm always open for it. Why? Because I know, Amen, that that thing right there was to help me, not to harm me. Amen. It wasn't to damage me. It was to develop me. It was to mature me in the things of God. So I can grow to where it is that he is looking for where he is looking for me to go. Ecclesiastes 7 and 5 says this. It's better to heed um, a wise man rebuke than to listen to the songs of fools. Amen. I always, you know, always say this, amen, especially when I'm bringing forth a rebuke. And, amen, I sometimes I have to tell when I am when I know the person, uh, even sometimes when I don't know them, I have to just break it down to them this way, that if you catch this in your spirit, it's going to be beneficial for you. But if you catch it in your flesh, if you catch it in your flesh, it may offend you, um, but if you catch it in your spirit, this thing is going to be the best thing, best conversation that we could have ever had. See, because when I catch it in my spirit, amen, it's, it's going um, it, to, um, I, I catch it from a place of maturity, a place of growth, a place of development. But when I catch it in my flesh, I'm offended. I get mad. I get angry. I want to cut people off. I want to just do all type of foolish things. Your flesh is a fool. And our flesh causes continue to keep our souls in places where we are injured. Keep us in a place of injury instead of a place of restoration, instead of a place of development. Our flesh keep us in a place of immaturity and a a consistent cycle 
of being wounded. And when we're looking to grow and develop in the things of God, in the word of God, we got to stop being, being people that's so offended. The word of God, the correction of God is always going to offend the flesh. And that's why we got to die to that flesh. When that flesh want to rise up, we just got to kill it. That, we just got to kill it right then and there. Let me go ahead and put you to rest. And we got to be willing to do it and be unapologetic about it. By accepting that thing along with its hurts and everything else, it's okay. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Psalms 141, I'm sorry, 4 through 5 says this. Let not my heart be drawn to what is evil, to take part in wicked deeds with men who are evildoers. Let me not eat of their delicacies. Let a righteous man strike me in its is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is all on my head. Ah, glory. My head will not refuse it. Yet my prayer is ever against the deeds of evildoers. You got the psalmist. He said, Wait a minute. Let the righteous man strike me. Let him rebuke me. He said, It's like all on my head. He understood that it was necessary, that it was beneficial. Amen. For him. He understood. Amen. That he need that the rebuke from a righteous person. Oh my God. That yes, it's like oil on my head. It 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 causes me to shine. It it causes me to grow up. It causes me to mature. He said, I, I ain't gonna refuse this thing. Because I know I understand that I need it. Right? So let's talk about why, why, why we have to the rebuke, the causes of rebuke, right? Number one is disobedient, being disobedient to the word of the Lord. Amen. Being disobedient to the word of the Lord. Disobedient, bring forth the rebuke. You can read the whole entire chapter of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 28 and 20 says this, The Lord will send on you curses, confusion, and rebuking everything you put your hands to until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking him. And so when we're disobedient, amen, surely God will rebuke us. 
God will rebuke us, amen. And so many times God sent us warnings after warnings after warnings, and he sent other people to run us, warn us, warn us. Look, get it right, get it right. We see the children of Israel when we look at the prophets, when we look at Jeremiah, when we look at Ezekiel, when we look at Hosea, when we look at um, who are the other prophets. When you're looking at, um, I don't know why I can't think of the prophets right now. But when you look at all the prophets, Zechariah, Haggai, them, right? Jesus, Habakkuk, amen. When you look at the prophets, when you look at Amos and Joel and all of them, and amen, glory to God, thank you, Jesus. When you look at them and and you see that they're bringing forth rebuke to the nations or they're bringing forth rebuke to the king or, you know, whoever God is sending them to bring forth a rebuke too you know it comes it comes with rebuke but also the judgment of god um ultimately amen if you don't get it right get it in order repent from your ways then god is gonna rebuke you and you're gonna feel the hand of the lord fall upon you and that's what i do to run 28 and chapter 28 and when it talks about being disobedient and it give you all of the curses and things of that nature the things of that nature What's another cause of rebuke when we're aiding the enemy, when we're aiding the adversary? Proverbs 28 and 24 says, He who robs his father and his mother and says is not, is not wrong, he is a partner to him who destroys. He is a partner of the enemy. He need to be rebuked. They need to be rebuked. Again, I talked about earlier when when Peter was aiding um, aiding um, the enemy, as Jesus was predicting his death, and he wanted to rebuke Jesus. When you know Peter was just so bold, I love Peter. Uh, Peter was so bold, and he wanted to pull Jesus to the side. The text said he put him aside, and he began to rebuke him, like what? <laughs> Ah, he said, "Look, you got the things that your in your mind are the things of man, not the things of God." Amen. And so, when our minds, or those that we are around, when our minds become the things of man and not the things of God, oh yeah, rebuke need to come forth. Um, what are other causes of rebukes? Our our harsh and destructive attitudes. When our attitudes are not right, we need to be rebuked. So let's look at the word Luke, Luke chapter 9, right? Verse 51 in the text. The word of the Lord says, At the time, as the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus. Um, we suddenly sent out for Jerusalem and he sent messages set out for Jerusalem and he sent messengers on ahead who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him but the people there did not welcome him but because he was heading for Jerusalem when the disciples James and John saw this they asked Lord 
Do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. And they went to another village. Wow. You know, we told in the text when, you know, we're not welcome, right? Um, he said, look, when I send you, if they don't welcome you, it said, dust your feet off and keep on moving. Dust your feet off, keep on moving. Sometimes we want to retaliate. So this is what is John's and James. Hey, man, we, we got John's and James here. They're like, look, now nah, we ain't going to dust just dust our feet off and keep moving. We want to retaliate against them. Let us retaliate and let us retaliate by calling down fire upon the people. Right? And destroy them. And sometimes, you know, even when we feel rejected or we're being scorned or we're being mocked and, you know, things of that nature, we may have that feeling, that emotions um, may come up, you know, and when we want to retaliate, right, against them. And, and sometimes, you know, we have to rebuke our own self, right? We have to rebuke our own self because why vengeance isn't ours, vengeance is the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We got to remember that judgment, all judgment is unto the Lord. And so Jesus had to rebuke them like, no, y'all ain't finna retaliate, you know, um, against somebody, against um, the Samaritan um, village because they not receiving us. He's like, man, you know, it's okay. It ain't even that serious. He's like, no, we're not. So he had to rebuke them because of their attitude, their behavior. They had a very destructive attitude attitude and behavior at that time because they want to retaliate when that thing right there that was up they want to put themselves in the place of lord oh no you ain't god let me help you out let me rebuke you and so many times amen we need to be rebuked i, I don't heard people so many times well they did this so i'm gonna do that now that ain't the spirit of the lord that ain't how god operates and so we have to bring correction and you know and we have to bring rebuke amen so that we won't get ourselves in trouble because here we got james and john here they want to retaliate they want to use the power of god you know for their own personal you know thing they got going on on the inside of them he said i already told you, dust your feet and keep it moving don't don't worry about retaliation Worry about revenge. None of that stuff isn't us. We got to know. We got to rebuke sin. Causes of rebuke. Sin show up. It need to be rebuked. We already read before earlier. That if our brother sin. Rebuke him. But if he repeat. If he repents. Forgive him. He even said. If he sinned against you seven times. In a day. And seven times comes back to you and say i repent just forgive him but we got to be willing to rebuke sin i'm gonna go back um, because we're in luke 17 i'm gonna go back um to verse one it talks about and jesus talking to his disciples and he was sending them things that causes people to sin are bound to come but woe to the person through whom they come Right, so woe to the person 
or who to come, it would be better for him to be thrown into a sea with a millstone tied around his neck than for him to cause one of the little ones to sin. So watch yourselves. So watch yourself if your brother sin. He didn't say sin with him. Sometimes we sin with them, right? We retaliate. That's sinful, right? Uh, uh, we we bring forth our own revenge, and that's sin, according to the Lord. He said, "If your brother sin, rebuke him, rebuke him, get him right back in order, put him in place, and he repent, forgive him." Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, First Timothy five and twenty said, "Those who sin are to be rebuked publicly." So that others may take warning. I love this. I remember one time a prophet. Prophet is, you know, amen, in, in the house of the Lord. Oh, Jesus. Um, and they they were saying stuff that was just not in line with the word of God. It was not, um, man, it's just, no. It, I mean, it just was not the word of the Lord. And that was out of, out of order and out of error. And so... Um, you know, I had to get the mic, amen, and I had to publicly, amen, do a public rebuke, right? I don't know why God had me having me in these situations, but, <laughs> and I remember, you know, um, one of the women that God said, you were supposed to do that privately, because I've never seen nobody do that before, and da 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 da, whatever, whatever, whatever. And um, I was like, "No, we couldn't do that privately. Why? We can do that privately because there was people in the audience with impressionable minds, and we could not allow the people to leave out of here with the stuff that came across here." The devil is a lie. That was on my watch. And I went going I, I just can't bear the weight. I, I don't know about anybody else. I can't bear the weight of um of God placing things in my care. God placing things in my responsibility. And I just allow things to go forth and things um happen and things said and and that is just all left, and I don't do nothing about it. It just, I, I just, I can't bear the weight of that. Um, amen. Of all that pressure, and just knowing that, ooh, um, I'm gonna have to pay some consequences from God because of my disobedience. You know, when God has given us things, um, to be shepherds over. Amen. It is our responsibility. This particular thing was something that I was over was something that God had entrusted me with. And um, because I was entrusted with it, I mean, every soul that was there, he entrusted me with it. And I had to take care of it with diligence. And a part of that of taking care of it with diligence is just like, you know, a, a, a shepherd that takes care of the sheep, right? Amen. They tend to it. They're protective, you know, of it. Amen. They make sure that it don't go astray. They make sure, you know, they take it to 
make sure that you know it get in the right pastures the green pastures to appropriately eat and things of that nature so it keeps it from harm and from danger and so you know for me i'm like no i can't allow what's being released in the ear gates of of god's people i can't allow such things um to to not be corrected you know before them as well so they can get the correction the right word amen the the right things and not only that also it also brought forth a thing to let people understand and knew on to know on my watch on her watch we can't come in here any old type of way we can't come in here any type of way that's why i said so that others may take warning so that others may know because hey when this thing is done openly when it is done publicly when things are done publicly publicly and 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 it is corrected publicly then it causes others to get corrected amen and to come correct or don't come at all amen glory to god thank you jesus so let's let's get down into um this this portion that i really love uh, when it comes to rebuke, <laughs> man, when it comes to um, rebuke, and as this particular portion here, and this is what we will also end on tonight um, as we sum up. And for those, amen, that are there, if you have any questions about rebuke, you can um, place your comment there. I'm going to go over it and watch the chat area. If you have any questions or comments, um, that you would like to share or that you would like to ask you can go on and and um, put your comments out there in the chat area um, as well or your question and I'll respond to it um, we're getting ready to talk about how to respond to a rebuke right Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to type and talk all at the same time. So I want you to just go ahead, go ahead and and, and go over to Proverbs 15, chapter 15. We're going to look at verse 31, um, verse 31 and 32 on um, our very first um, area on how to respond to a rebuke. So now we're going to look at a different type of training on how we should respond. Um, if we're on the other side everything else that we've dealt with up to this point has pretty much been dealing with um what is a rebuke how how to give a rebuke what can we give how can we rebuke what can we rebuke why is it very important to give a, a rebuke the value um in a rebuke and you know when things of that nature just walking us down um in this standpoint um with various facets of of a rebuke right and so now this is a critical part you know many times we can give it but can you take it <laughs> right and so now we're going to deal with how can we take it you know how we should respond as children of god when a rebuke is coming forth amen Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So, in the book, 
first of all, we got to listen. We got to listen to the rebuke. You know, so many times we we hear we hear to respond. We don't hear to listen. Right? And so we got to become a people who will hear to listen. The word tells us in Proverbs chapter 15 verse 31 it says this, he who listens to a life giving rebuke will be at home among the wise. He who ignores discipline despises himself, but whoever heeds correction gains understanding. So let's talk about this um, for a moment. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, let's talk about this. Now, the uh, the text says, he who listens to a life-giving rebuke. So rebuke gives life, right? It said you have to listen. It said if you listen, you'll be at home among the wise. And I know there are so many people, or you've known people who have went to jail, who went to prison, and, and they have been like, you know, if I would have only listened, they told me this. But if I, 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 they gave me the information that was upon me, if I had to just listened to them, I wouldn't have been in that place. I wouldn't be right here in jail. I wouldn't be in prison if I had just taken heed to the word that was given to me. I know that there's people yeah, oh my shia, that are in their graves who've had premature death that uh, you know where they are saying if I would have just listened to the word if I would have just listened to the words of life that they was given unto me that I could still be alive today. If I'd have just listened to the life-giving words. The life-giving. If I'd have just had an ear to hear the word. So many times we are hearing to respond. Not hearing to process what is being said. So that we can partake in the word and have life. So that we can be among the wise. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So we got to listen to it. And so listen and process it. Don't, don't, don't be so quick to respond. That's why we got two ears. And one mouth. So we're supposed to be listening more than when we're speaking. Because if we knew it all, and we had it right, and if we had it in order, we wouldn't need anybody to speak to us, to bring forth the rebuke, to bring forth the correction, to give us a word of wisdom, to get us back on the right path, to give us a a word so that we can gain understanding, so that we can gain wisdom, and so we can gain knowledge. So we got to listen to it. It's a he who listens. To a life-giving rebuke. Will be at home among the wise. B says this. B says this. B says this. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus.
it says, um, Proverbs verse, Proverbs verse, I mean, chapter 1, verse 23 um, through 33. I won't read all of it on tonight. Just when you get an opportunity, go and look at the word. Go and look in the word and study the text. Amen. Um, it starts off with this. It said, if you had responded to my rebuke. Oh, Jesus. Oh, let me back up. I'm sorry. I'm not going to get to Proverbs uh, 1 and 23 first. Um, so how to respond. A is listen to it. The next thing is B, don't resent it. Don't resent. Don't resent a word of rebuke. Mm -mm. Don't resent it. So let's talk about this for a second. Amen. Let's go to Proverbs 3 first, um, verse 11. It says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son he delights in. Resent means um, don't be bitter about it. Don't be bitter about the word of correction. Amen. Um, um, don't be annoyed about it. Don't find yourself in a place of offense because somebody has brought you a word of correction, a word of reprovement. Amen. It, it is to help you. It's not to hurt you. I can't express that enough on tonight. Proverbs 1 and 23, it says this. If you had responded to my rebuke, it said, I would have poured out my heart to you and made my thoughts known to you. He said, but since you rejected me when I called and no one gave heed when I stretched out my hands, since you ignored all my advice and would not accept my rebuke, I in turn will laugh at your disaster. My God. Yeah, he said, I will mock when calamity overtakes you. When calamity overtakes you like a storm. When disasters sweep over you like a whirlwind. When distress and trouble overwhelm you. Then they will call to me and I will not answer. They will look for me but will not find me since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. Since they would not accept my advice and spawned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them. And the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety. And be at ease without fear or harm. My God, my God. In the name of Jesus. We cannot resent the rebuke of the Lord. Because when we, re when we resent the rebuke of the Lord. When God sends, God used people. Amen. To bring forth correction in our lives. 
and when we won't listen when we won't listen to the Lord we won't listen to those that he sent us he sent to us then we have to deal with the judgment of God and what he's saying right here in the text look you resented my word you you didn't respond to my rebuke he said he said look and because you did because you reject what it was that I was saying unto you um when disaster come when the judge when my judgment come upon you god just was telling people look you're gonna have to deal with it in the midst of it you, you may call on me but even when you call on me i'm not gonna answer because i tried to forewarn you i tried to bring you a, a word of correction i sent forth my word of correction to help you so that you wouldn't find yourself in this place in this position or even in this condition but since you wouldn't listen then that you have to amen deal with the judgment you're gonna eat the fruit of your ways the fruit of your schemes amen you're gonna be filled with those things because you fail to listen he said, whoever would listen to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. He said, hey, if you repent from your ways, from your wicked ways, amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You turn from those things, then you won't have to deal with my hand of, of judgment. The rebuke comes before the, the hand of judgment of the Lord, right? <laughs> God sends forth... the rebukes just like in the text how we seen God send the prophets to Israel time and time and time again from different situations different circumstances different scenarios different things that was going on to try to get them back in order to get them back in alignment with the word of God. He sent the prophets. Sending them the rebukes. Letting them know. Look if you don't turn and repent. The hand of God. The judgment of God. Is going to come upon you. And, and for those who did not repent. They found the judgment of God. Hand of God coming upon them. Why? Because God loves us. Amen. He said he correct those who he loved. Just like he rebuked those who we love because he want us to get back in line, get it in order. Let's look at the book of Jonah. When Jonah went to Nineveh, Jonah didn't even want to go to Nineveh to send the word of God because he already knew that if the people heard the word of God and they had an ear to hear the spirit of God, the word of judgment, the word of rebuke that God was sending to them, and if they had an ear to hear it, and if they would repent for it, and they would um, repent and turn away from it, that God would not bring his judgment. And so, and, and Jonah had an issue with that. Jonah wanted the hand of, of God, the judgment of God, to fall upon the people of Nineveh right he was like no um you know he didn't want um he didn't want the judge he wanted the judgment of God to fall upon him he didn't want the grace of God to come upon him right and we see in the text that's why it, it was a it was such 
a hardship. It was a struggle for Jonah to go to Nineveh. But once he went over to Nineveh, as we read the text, as we read the word of God in the book of Jonah, that when he got there and he began, that the worst, he began to preach. He began to declare the judgment of God upon that place. And it said, you know, the people began to get in sackcloth and they began to mourn. And they said that that thing got over to the king. And when the word got over to the king, Amen. When the word got over to the king, that the king sent a proclamation through the land. He was like, wait a minute. He heard the word of God and his heart was pricked. Amen. Glory to God. And it brought conviction to bring correction. See, conviction bring about correction. And so the rebuke comes forth to bring conviction so that correction can come forth in our lives. Right? And so, the rebuke brought forth conviction and correction. And the king was like, look, everybody fasting, everybody mourning, everybody, amen, glory to God. The animals, I mean, he even put the animals on the fast. That thing was so wild. He, he said, everybody, everything in this place is putting on sackcloth and ashes. It's mourning and fasting before the Lord so that we won't get the judgment. Amen. The judgment of the Lord will not come upon us. And when God seen the heart of the people, that they had a repentance heart and a sorrowful heart, and that they was repenting from their ways, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, um, God changed his heart, amen, according to God, thank you, Jesus, and he didn't bring forth his hand of judgment upon them, right, because, why, because they repented, because they corrected their way. They had an ear to hear the word of the Lord, right, for their lives. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. They had an ear to hear the word of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory to God. So we got, listen to it. Don't resent it. Amen. Take it in. Hallelujah. Be positive. Amen. Be positive. Glory to God. We got to correct the behavior. He said, whoever listens to me. He said, if you listen to me, you'll live in safety. He said, he already told, he also said, if if they were to pour it out, he said, if they were, if you were, if we respond to his rebuke, he'll pour it out hard to us. Right, and and made known to us his very thoughts. Right? So we have to, so we got to not resent it. We got to learn from it. We get this rebuke. What, what am I learning, right, from this rebuke? He said that in Proverbs 19 and 25, we talked about earlier. He said, a discerning man, he will gain knowledge. So we're learning from the rebuke. That means that, amen, that rebuke will bring forth um, a way of correction. It will show us, amen. When God rebuke us, when, when rebuke, amen, that's when we know that it's, this thing is from the Lord. Amen. 
because whenever God brought forth rebuke, it showed a path of direction for correction. It pointed out error. It pointed out the wrong. But it also led them, amen, to a word of instructions on how to get right, on how to get in order with the Lord. You know, there are men so many times where people will bring forth a rebuke. And they'll say, A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Right? But they never, they don't give the path of correction. They don't give the path that should be written or walked. They don't give the path that should be walked. Right? And we got to be a people that do such a thing. That with the rebuke, also in the rebuke is a word of instructions on how to get in line, how to do it right. Not just, oh, you don't supposed, you don't need to do that, or you shouldn't be doing that, blah, blah, blah. You know, X, Y, Z, okay. A rebuke also lead the way of correction as well. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So, with that being said, let's talk about this thing right here. Amen. I want to look at Job 20. I want to look at Job 20, chapter 20, starting at verse 2 through 3. I want to remind us about Job in the Bible, the book of Job, and, you know, the things that took place in Job. Um, Job in the text, right? So sometimes, sometimes, there may be times that we come across, or we may get a rebuke that is not of the Lord. And even with that, we have to be mature enough on even how to handle it. Amen. And we got to be mature enough to handle it from our flesh. I'm sorry. Uh, to handle it not from our flesh, but from our spirit. Right? In the book of Job, his friends. I actually need to let, let me let me grab this here. Amen. His friends um was rebuking him. Now I like his friends. Why do I like his friends? Because his friends took the time to come and sit with him. To sup with him. To mourn with him. They took the time to come and mourn with him. to In a various grievous time in his life. Job was in a place and in a time in his life. Where everything was stripped from him. And now... 
Um, if this haven't happened, if this have never happened to you, if you live long enough, um, you'll know what I'm talking about. Or maybe you've been on the, or maybe you have been that other person on the other side. Sometimes when things are stripped from us, when we lose things, um, that's when we become like a plague to people, right? People don't want to be bothered. People will just leave you out there. Amen. Um, you know, all by yourself. Um, you know, don't, I, we know, I know, I know you guys are way familiar with what I'm talking about. Amen. Because I, I know I'm speaking truth. Um, many a times when you're in the place of distress and destitute, you have very few um, that will come. Amen. And sit with you and be with you in that place. And and so I like Job's friends just for having the mentality, from having the mindset. Because Job was in a place where he had been stripped with from everything. Job was in a place where not only that his children died, his livestock was taken, everything that he had pretty much and not only that he was afflicted with with painful sores also over his body his health was afflicted and all type of things amen you know they didn't know what was going on with job they didn't know if he had something that could even contaminate them but what i love about them their theory was in order but the way they did it was out of line um they had the right concept um, they just didn't know how to how to grieve with the man of God. They 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 didn't understand the mind of God on, on how to walk through this process with him because they came and they was rebuking him and they was you know bringing forth all that kind of accusation and all these things. So I, I just want to deal with Job chapter two and then we're gonna float uh, we're gonna float over to chapter twenty. But I, I did want to just come and sit at two for a second just so we can get the mindset of his friends. Um, at verse 11 it said that when they had heard about him and all the troubles that that he was going through right all that he was going through that they said they left their home and they met together and they agreed to go and sympathize with job and comfort him right they went to go sympathize with him and comfort him. They said when they saw him from a distance, they couldn't even recognize him. They said they began to weep aloud. They tore their robes, broke dust on their heads. They began to go in mourning with him. And they sat on the ground for seven days and seven nights. And not one of them said a word. Uh, because they saw how great the suffering was of Job. Right? And so they came and for seven days they mourned with him. Hey. And they sympathized with his pain. But something happened after the seventh day. The silent broke. And when the silent broke, it seemed like warfare broke out. Because those friends that was there to sympathize with him, who had just said in their heart and their mind that, I'm going to sympathize, we're going to sympathize with our brother. We're going to bring comfort to him. 
that when the silence was broken, they began to come into a place, amen, where um, they were rebuking Job, accusing Job of all type of things. And in Job 20, verse, I mean, chapter 20, verse 2, this is what I want to drop us at. We hear the man of God, he said, My troubled thoughts prompt me to answer because I'm greatly disturbed. I hear a rebuke that dishonors me. And my understanding inquires me to reply. Oh, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And so, as sometimes we may be in a place where we may hear rebukes. Somebody may rebuke us that it is not of the Lord. But, <laughs> hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Like Job was getting rebuked from his friends. And he was saying all type of things. And they were just accusing him of doing one thing of another. And they knew his character. They knew his behavior. But they just came up with this concept. Because he was going through all this stuff. He had to sin somewhere. You know, he, it had to be a place. It had to come from a place of sin. And it was just further from the truth. And so these were rebukes that was of dishonor. And even in the midst of those. Amen. We still have to be a people. Amen. Don't take revenge. We can't be like James and John. Right? Ready to retaliate. Out of our flesh. No. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We got to even be wise. With dealing with it. He said, look, in my understanding, it inquires me to reply. And even knowing with that reply, that that reply is birthed out of the spirit and not the flesh. Sometimes, you know, we even have to go and, and get in a place. Because sometimes, you know, rebuke, sometimes people can be so sharp in their rebuke. And, and especially sometimes when, when somebody rebuking and you know it's a lie, you know, sometimes for some people that really get to them. And it can cause you to respond in a fleshly way, even though that's not your intent. So sometimes we have to go and we have to, you know, process this thing and get calm within our spirit, get peace within our spirit. So that even when we come back to the person to have conversation with them, that we can speak to them from a place where we're pursuing peace, right? We can speak to them from the spirit, from our spirit, man, amen, to deal with the situation or the circumstances. I know for me sometimes if I'm in a place where um, where I'm disturbed in my spirit, amen, I don't mind telling people, look, email me, text me, let's not talk about it right now. Let's just talk about it later. Let's deal with it later when I'm in a place in my mind that I'm not processing anything through my emotions. 
that everything is being processed through my spirit and so that when I respond to you or when I reply to you that my reply is straight from the spirit of God it ain't out of my flesh because I know my flesh can say some stuff um stuff can come out of my mouth that I I will regret saying later Amen. Because it is out of my flesh and not out of the Spirit of God. Um, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And so I have to. Amen. And I know myself. Praise you, Jesus. I know me. And I know how I operate. Um, and so I know um, certain things I can't respond or reply to right then and there. I need to get myself in a place. Amen. Um, in my spirit, man, I need to get myself in, in a place where I died to my flesh, where I'm crucifying it. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, so that my response will be directly through the spirit of God. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And so we have to be in that place and in that space as well as children of God. Because we can be in in places where, you know, where we're troubled in our spirit by what people are saying and by what they're doing, and we gotta and, and we gotta make sure that our flesh don't respond, that it be our spirit that responds to a situation and a circumstance. That's one of the reasons why we gotta first listen to what is being said, so we can process it. And if there is cause to respond, so then we can respond and apply to it. And he he said some very vital. He said, and my understanding inspires me to respond. My understanding, not the understanding in your flesh, but the understanding in your spirit. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I do want to thank each and every last one of you for joining us in the church on tonight you know we went straight to a program my god hallelujah thank you jesus as we dealt with um this word the power of a rebuke and there's still so much of this word to be unfold to be dissect but i believe on tonight that there was more than enough that was given that was poured out into our spirit man on today to give us a good understanding a clean understanding of why um, um the power that's in a rebuke the value of a rebuke why is it necessary who has the authority to bring forth a rebuke and what happens when we fail amen to give a rebuke amen and who and what it is that we have the authority to rebuke as well amen as why we need to rebuke glory to god thank you jesus and most importantly how to respond to one amen in the name of jesus so i do want to thank each and every last one of you for joining us in the church on tonight we will be back next week amen starting off a whole new month we got a great lineup for you next week we got um um daryl cook amen who's coming from south carolina to be in the church with us next week amen um as we're going to be dealing with um being raised from the dead amen in the church it's going to be a powerful episode uh we got um glory to god thank you jesus we're going to be dealing with brokenness amen i i i believe um that's what me and the woman of god is going to be dealing with um amen being broken in the church amen 
Hallelujah. We're going to, with none other than author Twyla Reed. And, um, and then we're going to have Pastor Sheila Sharp in the church with us as we're dealing with, I think, recovery. I think our topic is recovery. Amen. Um, in the majestic name of Jesus. Glory be unto God. So we got a powerful lineup for December. We definitely look forward to you joining us next Monday in the church. Amen. At inthechurch.com from 6 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we are joined with none other than the powerful man of God, the author, entrepreneur, um, Daryl Cook, all the way from South Carolina as we're dealing with being raised from the dead in the church. Make sure that you share this broadcast, this replay of this episode, amen, on your social media platforms. You can email it out to those um, that you know as well, amen, as we are bringing forth, shining the light of God's word in the church, exposing the good, the bad, and the ugly so that we may walk in the power of the word of God in the church in the name of Jesus you can surely connect with us we would love for you to connect with us on our social media platforms on Facebook and on on Instagram you can connect with us um, at in the church on Twitter we are in the church live we would love to connect with you and and dive in you know conversation and interaction amen um, on the powerful topics that we have on this dynamic program, amen, in the name of Jesus. And we're also looking forward, amen, um, amen, to our co-hosts getting back, amen, in the church with us as God continues to bring healing and deliverance in their lives as well. Oh, one more thing before I leave here on the In the Church TV and Radio broadcast on tonight is this next Sunday. Amen. Glory to God. Um, something absolutely amazing is happening in the earth. Um, we are touching and agreeing with the word of God. Amen. Um, that in which he is established before the foundation of the earth. Next Thursday, December the 3rd. Amen. At 3 o'clock p.m. At 121 Flash Shows Road, Avenue, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, area code 30316. Amen. We'll have my affirmation service um, as an apostle. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As God is shifting, um, glory to God. Um, thank you, Jesus. Um, for me to move and operate. Amen. And another, amen, um, a higher calling, the higher calling that he has called out for my life before the foundation of the world, a place that I've always operated in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Um, but being in a place in my life and in this season, I'm ready to accept the call and move and operate even greater in the call that is called forth in my life. Amen. In the majestic name of Jesus. And so with that being said, dynamic people of God. Move, operate in the power of the of a rebuke. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Amen. 
at 6 o'clock p.m., 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the In the Church, Amen, broadcast at www.inthechurch.com. Until next week, be blessed and go in the love, the joy, the peace, the favor, and the anointing of our most holy Savior, who is none other than Jesus Christ, and is in his most holy and majestic name that we have convened in the church. Amen, amen, and amen. To God be the absolute glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.